What up, what up, what up, all my groundbreakers, movers, and shakers. You are now listening to the Mixtape Podcast. I am your host, Lamar, and I have my with me. Ooh, I can't talk right now. Who do I have with me? It's that BG. <laughs> hey, that works. That works. I'm getting there. It's an improvement. It's an improvement. I'm getting better. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not... You know, in middle school, we used to go be like, you already know who it is. It's your girl. And so I really try to stay away from that. <laughs> you know what's funny about the you, you already know who it is? No, we don't. We don't, we don't know who know. you are. That's why you're doing an introduction. Exactly. You're, you're here to tell us who you are because we have no idea. So what's up? <laughs> I don't even know what to, what to do, say, or start. I've had a long weekend. So okay. long of a weekend that it's kind of like thrown me off of everything that I've had like planned. Um, that's in my usual routine of things, but you know that ain't nothing new with the way times are right now. So I was actually just gonna say, well, shit, we could jump right into it and be like, man, fuck twenty twenty, <laughs> literally. <laughs> nah, that's how like, we've been the whole time. You know what's so crazy? Like this year was supposed to be so anticipated for a lot of things for a lot of people, and it had a hell of a plot twist. Like uh, M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I was gonna say whoever wrote this. I uh, fuck um, you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I definitely understand. Like this was supposed to be the end of a lot of stuff for me, and the beginning of a lot of stuff. And I mean, January hit hard immediately but who knew by march and by the summer in general we'd all be like no really fuck 2020 like is this shit over yet it ain't Mm, yeah and i don't know we we haven't really hit it but we already know the big elephant in the room um which has been the main focal point of 2020 period which is you know the coronavirus COVID 19 big rona the rona Black Twitter went off. Black people always find the humor in a lot of things. But, you know, that humor only lasts so long. It do. After a while, it's like, all right, these jokes ain't funny no more. Come on, man. <laughs> I I think that's just because that's just, that's just in the DNA and the ancestry of black people in America. We You, you get thrown so much. To a point where you just got to make the best of whatever bad situation you get. And you just. I saw a tweet that said, uh, one thing about black people, we going to make a joke. We Yeah, a joke will be made. No matter how serious it is, a joke will be made. Yes. So the Rona has taken us all for a loop. Mm-hmm. Put us all in how uh, they say on the news, unprecedented times. You have no choice but to like really pay attention. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hitting home for a lot of people. Before we get into into anything, this episode is sponsored by today for seventeen thirty eight. The actual episode is not sponsored. However, the thoughts that's finna fly through here, yeah. they are sponsored. They definitely are. Yeah, they the thoughts have been endorsed by seventeen thirty eight on my side right. for sure. Which is another thing that thanks to twenty twenty, um, I've done, which is increase my alcohol consumption. Not you and un- like most of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't been unhealthy with it. I like the first couple of months of like whenever we had the quarantine. Oh yeah, I was just pouring up randomly. Like I wasn't even like thinking about. It. I was just pouring up, just like mm, I mean, I ain't got nothing else to do. I just appreciate the fact that liquor stores are considered essential. Mm. Like 
the fact that they did not lose their business. They they knew because like, they knew. Nah, we look. I need toilet paper, which was ridiculous, and liquor. I need toilet paper and liquor. I don't care about nothing else. Are um are dispensaries considered essential? So hmm. I don't I don't know if they closed during the the pandemic. I'm certain that even if they did, they found their way. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, I, I was just curious because I was just like, if you're going to consider alcohol an essential, I mean, some people would definitely consider your. Um, I can name three right now. Your, your cannabis. <laughs> I won't because they in places that it ain't legal, but I can. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people really rely on kicking it with Mary Jane and Ed the Bull. So, OK, I'm mad. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I guess that's the you thing like that. in, in pop you culture. Like, no. I just made that up myself. Ed oh, the bull. we got to We got to coin it because Ed the bull. Ed the bull. Yeah. Twenty twenty has literally been taken over um, by COVID, aka yeah. the Rona, and I'm probably gonna refer to it as the Rona just for the remainder of the uh, episode because you just gotta have a little fun. But as of right now, it's November twenty twenty, and. Dorona actually just made a year. She just turned a year old. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily here in the U.S., but uh, in general. And it is very much still a global issue. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not been anything in our lifetime that has affected so many people the way that oh, Rona yeah. came in and fucked everything up. Being that we know that this is a very serious topic and, you know, depending on where you are, in your life, um, how your family has been affected, it might not necessarily be something that you think as a joke, and we don't either. But you know, uh, we just had to break the ice a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna, you know, kind of address some of the generalizations that we can make about our peers, and just be a little bit more vulnerable about how the pandemic affected me, like drastically, um, and then how I'm coping with what I've had to deal with. And then maybe offering some suggestions to you in case you still feel overwhelmed by the loss of connection with your friends and family members, the loss of income, or uh, for those parents out there having to teach your kids and realize that this shit ain't all that easy. <laughs> Yo, that's a that's going to be the big one <laughs> right there. Cause, <laughs> and no, it's like, please it, take them back. We need to yeah. give all these teachers a raise. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. No, a lot of parents are actually realizing. It was like I never knew how bad my child was throughout the day mm-hmm. until I had to be at home because I work from home too. And this kid right. also does class stuff online, and I see how he acts the hell out, or I see right. how she be cut up in class. And yeah, yeah, you think yep. these teachers just be out here just picking on your little baby? Nah, your baby nah, that is, nigga is a. He's a demon <laughs> child, okay? Right. Um, no, for real. The generalizations that I mentioned, um, that all of our peers, no matter where you are in your life, whether you had a salary job or an hourly job, the pandemic most likely affected you in your relationships, which is our favorite to talk about, mm-hmm. your finances, or in the way that you accumulated your wealth. And then finally what's most important in our community to just even address would be your mental wellness right, um, and what you should do about it. So again, I'm not an anchor, but I just, I just pulled a few little tidbit facts um, here. Mm-hmm. 
10 million Americans are at risk for extreme poverty, which, you know, depending on your stance in the world, you already knew that. <laughs> like, you already knew when they started shutting down restaurants and um, fast food joints and, I mean, I can't even, Walmart. Like, just reducing their hours at retail stores right. that people were going to be affected. Um, but according to the WHO, I have sources, y'all. <laughs> The who? Uh, 10 million Americans are at risk for ex- extreme poverty. Look, first of all, we was already broke before <laughs> before the pandemic. Good. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, you would think individuals who had really good jobs that they felt secure. But no, like big corporations closed or they did had layoffs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter if it was you or somebody you knew, you either lost your job um, re- had reduced hours or were forced to work from home for those of us who have really, really nice jobs. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that whole change of environment, it, it, it messes with you and your productivity. Oh, yeah. I, I was just going to say to even kind of like jump into that, like even think of things on just so many different levels. OK, think about when you and I, like when we first got out of undergrad and how hard it was to find a job. I had like the worst time ever trying to find a job. It took me like maybe a month and a half. And I didn't, I took like a job at like Rite Aid before I eventually got like into something like career progressing or whatever. I can only imagine what recent grads are going through now, considering on the fact that everything is kind of remote now. Mm -hmm. Um, a good bit of it is remote unless you're essential. So unless you're like coming out like, you know, nursing or something, nursing. something medical along those lines or, um, you know, something truly essential. So like your typical STEM degrees and everything like that. But a lot of people, you know, who don't have like STEM degrees or, you know, chose a different route or whatever. It got to be extremely difficult for you to be finding something that's, you know, career progressing. And, um, you know, you're kind of stuck between this. All right, I'm out of school. I had high hopes and ambitions. And now I'm really not getting anything, anything like nothing is sticking Um, at this point. Do I like keep trying to pursue what's for my career or do I pursue you know, something just to pay the bills and, and get me by. And um, right. I, I think we've all kind of like fell on the fence between both of those. I know I know I have for sure. Jim, I know you have a couple of times as well. I think what do you we mean are. currently? Like, oh, I was actually well, I ain't want to, you know, I ain't want to put no, your business out there like it's that. It's part but. of what I was going to do. Um, and. I actually, I debated on it like a lot and I was just like, how do I be real about it without sounding like a sad song? Because what I'll eventually, you know, elaborate on a little bit is, you know, I'm blessed because a lot of the things that are affecting most people who weren't already working in something that they were really passionate about or that was, um, not necessarily trading time for money, but more so where you felt like you were contributing. Uh, so to kind of go back to what you were saying, right out of undergrad, I went straight into sales. I hated it. I worked at two really nice sales companies, though, which is why I ended up quitting 
and leaving the workforce um, last year to go back to grad school, I had already taken a chance on life. Um, so I was a full-time student. I kind of set myself up to be in a place where I didn't have a lot of bills before I went back to school, so I would be okay. Yeah. I lost my job, and so the little income I had, gone. And it was really, it was a really weird situation. Um, because when I went to do what everybody else did and file for unemployment, they were like, oh, you don't qualify because you haven't worked. <laughs> and I was like, well, damn. <laughs> I had already, like I said, I, I was already in a position where I was a full-time student. I wasn't focusing on generating a lot of income because I didn't have a lot of bills. I made sure that when I went back to school, I put myself in a, okay, you know, I can do this off this amount of money a month. But when Rona hit, at first, you know, I got a chance to work from home. And I said, like, this is nice. I don't have to go to class. I don't have to show up and talk to people. This is a good mm-hmm. deal. But then they were like, oh, yeah, we eliminating your position. It was really difficult because I battled with the whole idea of going back to retail mm-hmm. or going back to or an essential job, pretty much, where it's like, well, you at least you know you'll have a job. You might get less hours or something like that. But at least you know you have something. That was, I was like, but once it's over, which we thought it was going to be over in like two weeks, two months, maybe. I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. I just, I just thug it out. Thug it, you know, do the thug thizzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the thug thizzle. We had eight, nine months right now and it hurts. Um, oh, yeah. It hurts. So, like I said, I am not going to play the violin strings about it all. Um, I'll share a little bit more about my difficulties when we get to the next section. But I can only imagine like people who have family members and they're the head of the household or they have their children or their parents or something that were all dependent on them and they were laid off. I could only imagine like I get emotional just thinking about it. It's like, well, you know, my life's messed up, but my life ain't nothing like these people who actually have other people depending on them you know i can go back to ramen for a little while again we thought it was only gonna be for like two weeks to two months so i was like all right i could do that now your girl's like all right you're like nah i can't <laughs> this has been very difficult like nah these noodles are a little too salty now i don't think i could be able to keep this up much longer we need something nah and um i i feel it because i mean even a couple of friends that i know i i got a couple of friends that have been like my friend has been laid off twice within the past six months of getting a job and he works he works in you know it he works in in computer science and stuff like that and you think of those as like stable markets stable you know job industry stuff like that stuff that's constantly and always hiring but you know in his case he got laid off twice and still having some difficulty finding a new job or a job that he really wants and things of that nature and it's it's even turned to that where we have a lot of the industries that you might even think that are stable they just Mm -hmm. aren't hiring as much so Everybody is just kind of at a big, it's just a really big question mark whenever it comes down to being able to work and, and provide for, you know, either yourself or others. If you you have others that you need to provide for, I can't speak on it, you know, a hundred percent on how others might feel because 
I think I was just blessed in my situation to where um, I had already had a job like leading into uh, Big Rona and dropping down on us. And then I secured another job as I was about to get ready to leave this one. That was funny. Yeah. Like I had a, <laughs> I had a, I basically had a job already secure in February, but they didn't want me to start until May. So I was just kind of like holding the news back from my current, like my current job like, at the hey, time. I know y'all have blessed me with the opportunity to stay on during Rona, but you- your boy out in about yeah, two, three I'm weeks. Yeah, I'm out. Like, <laughs> but, but I was kind of nervous about that, too, because I was like, yeah. man, Rona didn't hit. Are they going to, like, yank this position? Because, you know, I, I was constantly checking in with them, like, every two weeks or so. I was like, hey, I just want to make sure. Is there anything I need to do? Is this like, position hey. still on? I need to know before I officially check out of the position that I'm at. Because Cause, you I know still, everybody when they get ready to turn in that two weeks, they be like, yeah. you know what, fuck you and and that report that you Man, <laughs> I had my notice. I had my notice ready to drop like the hottest mixtape about to hit the streets. It was just in the tuck and warm regards. <laughs> you kind, kindest regards. <laughs> but, <laughs> Best wishes for the company and their endeavors. Like, stuff like that. I had it ready. But, um, you know, I kept checking in, and I was blessed enough to still have a career, like, going forward, um, even with all of this still going on. So, I mean, at the same time, like, I'm blessed. Uh, but a lot has changed, especially with, you know, the change of work environments and, you know, demand and expectations and all that stuff like that. So, like I'm, I'm blessed in the sense to still be employed, and I'm for, gonna forever be grateful. But I'm not gonna deny um, how a lot has changed, especially for me mentally, and how it meshes with my personality as well. It's just been, it's been a lot to change and adapt to, and you would think that me having the personality that I have, because I'm very much an introvert, but. Yeah, I've been kind of wanting some real interactions with folks. I haven't been just kind of just like, oh, okay, that's why cool. I didn't discount it. I didn't want to discount and say, well, you you weren't affected because you don't like people anyway. I, you know, I know that that's not Mm-mm. all the cases. Just that you know your energy levels are different. Mine, they run for about two weeks and then I be like, all right, I'm out. But yours are more like maybe like three days and you like, all right, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you know, sometimes I like my recharge rate. <laughs> I can I can deal with people like three, maybe four days after that. I'm like, yo, I need some time it's to like, myself. I need my space. Exactly. Right. We all have that habit of, man, I don't want to go in this bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then when everything shut down, it was like, damn, let me go anywhere. <laughs> I just want to go anywhere. <laughs> it's like we, we need to go to the grocery store. I'll go. Don't worry. I got it. Right. What I realize is that grass is not green on the other side. Mm-hmm. You get to say, oh, man, I get to work from home. I ain't got to go face these people. And not every every once in a while, you're just like, man, what an annoying-ass coworker. It is too quiet in here. Right. I think it's important, no matter if we're, you know, remote working for another year or two, or if we get to go back to our offices, respectively, uh, in the next year or so, we have to find a place of contentment. Um, and figure out what what's the formula to our personal peace, 
whether mm-hmm. you are face to face with someone else or alone on your, you know, by yourself. And the other part of that is, you know, a lot of people, and I, I'll go ahead and transition to the next part because we talk about, you know, people interactions. But so going into lockdown has meant either if you are in a serious relationship, uh, you spend more time with your significant other in two weeks. In those two weeks that you was like, oh, I'm so tired of looking at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe you're like, hey, we finally got that break. But I know a lot of people that were like, I actually got to sit and talk to you. Like, mm-hmm. you really want me to say something? <laughs> and so it, it caused that friction of relationships for spouses, for um those who are just cohabitating, cohabiting. What is the word? Cohabitating. Cohabitating. Whatever. Yeah. Cohab. I'll be wondering if it's shacking up extra. Like the old folks say, but you know, I didn't want to. But those wanna of you be, see, I didn't want to. I didn't want to condemn them because that that's condemn, condemnation. Mm, yeah. That's condemnation because you, you, you. It has a. It does have a negative connotation to it. Yes, me. it has a connotation of yeah. You, you know, you ain't supposed to be standing up. But <laughs> either way, it go. You found yourself looking at them and just like, you picking in your nose. You know, it's just like the small things that they've always done. It's just like, I didn't realize how to discuss- Is that the same shirt from last week? <laughs> um, or just like the main thing when it comes to relationships in general, you had to like actually say something to this motherfucker. Because when you wake up, they there. When you take a nap and you wake up, they there. <laughs> when it's time to eat, you got to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of relationships suffered you know, just a little bit of strain because it's like, I mean, I like you, but I don't like you like that. I think what we all kind of fail to realize, even when it comes down to relationships, for example, we don't realize how much like our own individual time still matters. Like, yeah, you're in a relationship. Yeah, you're spending time with the person that you chose to to be in a relationship with. Yeah, you're spending, you know, countless amounts of hours you know, getting an older person in different aspects and everything like that. You might be living with them. You might not be whatever your situation is like that's on you, but you still have your sense of individual time or what makes you, you as an individual, as opposed to just y'all as a, as a couple, as a unit that is important. Um, it's, it's very important, especially mentally and, and, and furthermore, what you have to offer in your relationship and I, what I felt like a lot of people went through whenever the quarantine happened, you were forced to either find different ways to have that quality time for yourself, as well as potentially have that quarantine, that, not quarantine, that quality time for your significant. Person, yeah. Right. Like you were kind of forced between the two. Um, to adapt differently because yeah, you, when you're stuck quarantine with an, quarantining with one person and you just see this person day in and day out, 24 seven, I don't care if you're married, you're single, you're in a relationship, you know, whatever it is you're doing and you're interacting with somebody else and someone else is in your space for a while. It gets to a point where it's just like, dang, I'm just kind of tired of seeing you. Like, right. Dang, you, are you here in the bed again? Like, why I gotta roll over so and you just, be like so right there? You're just there. not gonna make up the bed. You just gonna you just gonna roll back into the bed. You just sit. You gonna sit over <laughs> here and just breathe right here next to me, in and out all day. You can't hold it for just two seconds. It just gotta be a constant <gasps> every time. We all need to make sure that on our own, one we have time for ourselves, and then that you 
you know, during this lockdown, especially that you make specific time to give attention to your significant other. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of that, um, and you just kind of brought it up for those that were single and you were either single and already lonely or single and you was easy and loose. And so, you know, once you had to stay at the house, what? She just came for all y'all. She let y'all was easy and you heathens. You was out here gallivanting not, see, and doing whatever, and now you just stuck. What in the I house meant, easy and loose with your asses. emotions and and your body, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I meant more so. I meant so more like emotionally, where it's just like you you dating or you uh, messing around with multiple people, but nobody is actually offering value back that's what i meant mm-hmm. just not committed you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe another sip will help okay, yeah. sorry y'all i didn't mean to call y'all <laughs> easy. she called y'all hoes and sluts that's basically <laughs> what she said all y'all shout See, out to all I, my when single I, when people. i wrote out the point when i wrote out the point i didn't think about it in that's because i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna lock down like the nun oh, so yeah, yeah. i'm you sorry are, it just, you, it just yeah your situation comes is totally out. different. Shout out to all my single people out here hoeing and slutting. I support y'all. But what I'm saying might, was, she she don't support y'all, but I support y'all. Okay, so now you make me feel bad. My point was, mm-hmm. if you were single in the beginning of the in the beginning of the pandemic, or you had multiple f buddies, or just or just friends, friends you were just getting to know. Okay, getting to know these goods, but okay, ma'am, and 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 I'm the heathen. I'm the heathen. <laughs> you are the heathen. The isolation is what I was trying to get to. It made you realize that you needed to evaluate your value. So I decided I was like, okay, the internet is full of bad news. TV is mm. full of bad news, and and you can only binge watch so much but you just have to learn how to be alone and enjoy your own company like you mentioned you know giving yourself that quality time but people don't know how to do that because we're so used to getting to know something else and 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 what's going on on the other side of the world as opposed to like what am i feeling in this moment and you know why is all of this uncertainty so overwhelming of course we know that your finances were messed up you don't know about your mm-hmm. housing but you know, even if all of that was taken care of, there are people who were literally stuck to be alone with themselves and and didn't know how to deal with it. It's like, I'm, I'm going crazy. It's like, well, just be still. And I know that's very hippie-ish. And like, even as I say it, I'm just like, yeah, but that only happens. I mean, only works for so long, but not really. Like, if you don't know how to be quiet with your own mind and just let whatever you're feeling be felt, then you're always going to be looking for a release, which is the whole easy and loose thing and reference. It's like you got to find somebody who fulfills you when actually you are enough in yourself. See, now you got me all emotional. No, and actually what you're saying is is very real. And, and I totally agree with you because um, I, I always said stuff like this even before um big rona hit us um a lot of people don't know how to sit still a lot of people don't know how to be alone a lot of people do that because they're escaping things that they don't 
want to face head on. So what they do is they surround themselves by a bunch of people that they might not even know fully. And they just go out and, you know, do whatever everyone else considers fun or definition or of fun or free just so that they don't they don't have to sit down and face any kind of realities that they might have in their lives. Like they might not be truly happy, but surrounding themselves by others and just drinking and turning up and doing all this stuff like that, like that lets you escape the thoughts of that in the moment. In, in the moment, you're just you're just out just doing whatever. You just kind of have an opportunity to think about what it is that you thought was fun that you are being held back from going to a bar, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you could drink at home. Uh, we already established that <laughs> the liquor stores were essential. If you just want to get drunk, get drunk at home. Mm-hmm. But that, again, is just another outlet, you know, that's not solving anything. You know, you can talk about the stress and the anxiety that you feel day in and day out. But until you figure out a way to manage it, it's going to plague you is what I meant. Like you're going to, right. it's just going to be a, an ever ending loop. So once we go back into the real world, guess what? You're going to be like, dang, I want to be at home. You have to find peace where you are. Right. And I, and I, uh, that's one of the things that I will say that that's kind of positive in this year. It's, I felt like more or less, it was just a year of overall, like grounding for a lot of people. It forced a lot of people to sit still, uh, forced a lot of people to not be so on the go, not be so busy, everything like that, and kind of force you to take some some perspective on yourself and what you're doing and what you're contributing to this world or your own life for that matter. Um, is everything that you've been doing before, is it really as important as you think it is? Because this right. year can kind of show you how much things are or aren't important. When when right. things start shutting down that you really thought that would just go on forever, um, yeah, that that kind of shows you how important whatever it is that you were doing was. And you know, I'm not the moral police and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, people can do whatever they want, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine with me. This still time that you have to really kind of like look inside yourself and see what should I be doing different. Um, what is different for me going forward? Is there something that I should be investing my, my time and energy and attention to? Um, it's it's the time to kind of like figure other things out. And I think a lot of people have caught on to that to figure out different opportunities, hobbies, um, all that stuff. Just generally like getting to know themselves once again. One of the positives from COVID has been for those who were in a position, in a career, who were let go. And so they lost their job. It's a perfect time to really sit back and determine what it is that you're even interested in. There's literally nothing else that you can lose. You've already lost the money, right? For those of us who have lost jobs and just waiting for, you know, the next opportunity to start doing more. The way that things are going, we're headed back to another full lockdown again. And so even though we're not going back to what's considered normal or what we enjoyed most um, before it, this is a really good opportunity to figure out, okay, what can I do that's going to, you know, once it's time to start going back to, to, to work and stuff, 
And so I'm not saying that what you're feeling and what you experienced wasn't real or that it didn't have any weight. But I'm just saying to find the silver lining in the situation, you have to use this downtime wisely. Like, please don't spend it like I did playing 300 hours of The Sims when the Rona first hit. Not even being funny. You know, like, be more productive, you know, once you get over that. And once you get over Netflix and, and all the shows that you never got to watch, do something else that's going to help you, the future you, the post-Rona you. What what you finna say? I just want to let it be known that, yeah, she was out here playing The Sims, but she also got all the nasty mods on her Sims, too. <laughs> so her Sims was out here doing all kind of freaky stuff. And they were doing drugs and they were like having sex on like I had a drug dealer. I did. I'm not gonna lie. And he <laughs> like, like I built this fire ass house. But we're not gonna talk about that. Like leave my nerdy side no, alone. I just basically now. what she's saying is <laughs> like she didn't change her life up in, in the physical sense. I was gonna say I, I was living by care. Virtually through. she be she be cutting up. Cause I've I've been there. Shut up. I've been there. I've seen it, and I'm just like, yo, are they doing that on the couch at the party with in front of everybody? Okay, they just gonna get butt ass. We just like gonna that? we just gonna leave okay. my sim obsession never mind. alone. All right, you know, we that's just a tangent. Okay, never mind. Thanks. You know, it, it totally ignore me, people. Please do. But yeah. So the final thing, as I mentioned, and, we, and we've touched upon it in, in multiple areas of it. Pandemic has been considered like a public health crisis or it is a public health crisis. You know, research has shown that it results in obviously an economic strain and then also strains on relationships, but then also strains on your mental health. Mental healthness. It, it can feel like that sometimes. Yes, your mental health, your <laughs> mental wellness, um, but more specifically for our community, because as we know, like you're just so stigmatized to say you shouldn't feel that way. You'll be over it. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Calm down. It'll be all right. Minorities don't even get to report it. So although one in four adults during the pandemic um, have reported depression and anxiety, the likelihood of that really encapsulating what is done to the minority communities, very slim because you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to say, Oh, this is tough. I, you know, can't really deal because you're supposed to be the backbone and all this good stuff. But mm-hmm. you are allowed to, like we are in the middle of a pen. Like <laughs> I know we said that like in the middle of a pandemic, right. like, it was different when, you know, it's like one or two people. Oh, you know, one company goes down. So, like, 10,000 people lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Bruh. <laughs> Millions of people have lost their jobs, have lost the ways to provide, and have been forced to go back to what's considered essential. And you already know who's in that essential workers. It's the minorities. Mm-hmm. Who don't have just like the financial freedom to just say, all right, well, I guess I'm going to just chill at the house. And there are some people who were able to, you know, overcome that and then they're not in that. But we're the ones being put at risk for a virus that we, one, they can't pinpoint how it's transmitted. They can't pinpoint why some people have the symptoms and not. And again, I watched the news, too. It drove me crazy. So eventually I was just like, you know what? Fuck that news. 
my guy got me. And I don't know how that comes out as far as like saying effort and God and the same thing. But you, eventually that's just how you got to get it. It's like no matter what happens on the other side of the door, I just got to take care of me mentally. And, right. and so you have to figure out a way to, I mean, I don't want to say the word deal because that sounds like, well, it's just like, here, these are your cards. Do whatever you want with them. But you have to figure out a way to make sure that no matter what happens tomorrow, tomorrow, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's more or less, like like you said, it's, it's more or less trying to find a way to to cope and adjust. That's That's kind of the two choices that you have just with everything because a lot of people's lives are just turned upside down. You know, you have people who've lost jobs, they've lost businesses, you know, so on and so forth. And like, that's a lot to deal with. Even, even if you dealing with the most like micro level of it, where I'll give an example, like me, for example, like working from home has been both a gift and a curse to me. Um, it's been a gift in the sense where, Oh, I don't have to, you know, get out in a hustle and bustle every day and, you know, drive to work or do this and that and the other, like, that's cool. But at the same time, I don't have, a place of disconnect between me and work, you know, work is I work from home. So my place of work is also the place that I come and rest. And it's supposed to be a place of peace. It's supposed to be a place of disconnecting and everything like that from what I do in my normal day to day life. And it's kind of hard to do that because it's always there with you. And, um, always. I was, I was telling my manager that too. I was just like, you know, we had a meeting. We were just discussing things. I was just like, yeah, everything's been cool. It's just finding that disconnect has always been hard because it's always there. Like, even when you're just like just chilling, you know, you can be in your room, you can be in your living room, you can be wherever. And it's it's there with you. Like, it's always just there. Like, at the end of the day, you just be thinking about it. You look at your laptop and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Because Let me that's go pick a trigger. That up. Yeah, it is. It's a trigger. It's a trigger of, dang, I, I should have worked on this or dang, I should have said this. Right. And you don't get a chance to just like come home and be at home. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. And and already for you, it was a very unique situation because you, you had a job, but then you transitioned in at the beginning of the pandemic to a new position. So one, you're already going to a position where it's like, you have to learn stuff. Right. Well, then they give you however many months to learn. It's like, all right, you should have it. Thanks. Exactly. But, at, at the same time, for people who are working in the same job that they've already had, and they're, you know, it's like, I'm working from home, I'm trying to be productive, I'm trying to make sure, that, you know, we have to realize that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, this is not your the best way to onboard to a new company that's going to be stressful because you're going to have those things that you either have to get with the culture, you have to figure out, you know, what's the protocol for whatever the uh, the reports are and things like that. But you, you like it seems like we're trying to give it the excuse to say, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. No, I mean, that's not an excuse. You know, when I get ready to go back into the workforce, they're going to be like, can you explain to me the gap in your in your resume? Like, bitch, you know what's wrong with my resume. <laughs> so after the end of our whole all the different rants and tangents that we've gone on, which we always do. And again, so appreciate y'all really hope that from this whole episode that you've taken like. One, yes, we're all in the middle of a pandemic and each person um, is experiencing different levels of different anxieties, different stresses 
and disruptions of just like what a regular life would be. Just some of the suggestions that I have would be to try to find your silver lining, you know, because some of you might have lost loved ones and we didn't even touch on like the way you had to grieve during the pandemic oh, because yeah. whether their death was COVID related or not, right. you lost. And even if it was something that you anticipated, the way that you mourned is not the same. Right. And so some of the suggestions and takeaways that I hope um, I was able to deliver through all of our foolishness was, you know, one, find something to do, uh, find a way to discover what you really enjoy, um, learn more about yourself, learn more about the world around you and the possibilities that are available to you, even if, you know, it's it's in the confines of your own home. So uh, I started drawing, <laughs> which has been interesting. You know, shout out to YouTube University. I've actually learned a lot. Um, and then, like I mentioned, taking some free certifications that would help me whenever it's time to go into the workforce. Um and just figuring out what it is that I wanted to do and all that good jazz. So uh, that was part of it. And if if I don't r- drive it home enough, um, just find an opportunity to turn off social media. Whether it's just for a few hours a day, but then try to graduate to where you're just like alone with yourself or alone with your significant other or your family and really give them attention because... In our community, a lot of people are not going to verbalize like how it's stressing them out. And even if they do, the reception of that is going to be, oh, you'll be all right. And even though we were already facing that and dealing with that before the pandemic, the pandemic is definitely um, just amplifying it. You know, uh, you should be stronger than you'll be all right. You know, God's going to provide all of that. Yeah, that's easy to say, but until I see the provision, mm-hmm. your girl like, all right, so what do I do next? And then uh, in the same, by the same token, find someone who you can be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. uh, preferably someone who you know is not going to judge and allow you to have that feeling, whether it's for a day, whether it's for a month or, you know, however long you need to cope, but also not sitting in that emotion too much but you know actively looking for ways to cope yeah that all of that makes sense i um my key takeaways for you know the experience with big rona and everything like that i'm i'm gonna for, she gonna forever be big rona like i just feel like she's just big rona because she just like when i think of big rona i think of like new orleans and i think of somebody like big rona like oh damn they go big rona she ready to hop on a track right now she about to big booty judy she about to go hard judy? she about to go Pie? dumb on the thing yeah like like i think about like that the whole time but um no like w- what i think about like as far as like takeaways and stuff like that yeah like what jim said um Invest yourself in like different opportunities and different hobbies and interests and everything like that. Like this would be the time that you could take to, you know, if you always thought about just, you know, oh, I want to learn a new language. Oh, I want to learn a new instrument. Instrument. Oh, I want to uh, start this business or I want to do this and that other. This would be the time to do it because you a lot of will a lot of people, for the most part, you have that opportunity to 
have that free time to devote the the time and the energy to it. You know, most of the time when you out running around, getting to work and doing this and that and the other, no, you have more time because you're home. So take that time to, you know, work on that. It's also another time to work on your health as well. Like health would probably be the number one thing that you should probably focus on, especially in the pandemic. Um, it's I know a lot of people have gained that like quarantine 15, 15. Yeah. yeah like, like 50 for some people. Yeah. Cause you're just sitting there. You're at home. You bored. A lot of people like eat when they bored. I know I'm one of them people who eat when they bored and I have to kind of switch up my habits and stuff like that. I remember when quarantine started, I started doing insanity of all things. Um, and you know, I just kind of played around with different things, but I kind of did everything that I felt like was uncomfortable for me as far as like my health wise and in, working out like even more when I had my checkup and I had like a, I had like a, like a blood pressure scare. I was just like, yo, I ain't going out like that. So take the steps to like get your health in check. No one's expecting me to eat like insanely less and then like bench press (laughs) like like 500. Yeah. Like, and then bench (laughs) press like 500 pounds. Like, no, like take one day at a time, like adjust yourself one day at a time. Like, be forgiving for yourself sometimes, but also go hard with your health goals. Because, I mean, this is a time more than anything that you might need it. Um, you're just sitting around. You're not doing much. Uh, so, yeah, take your health, your physical health into consideration. And also, like we already said, and I'm going to retort it, uh, take your mental health in consideration as well. So if that's, you know, reaching out to your support group. Um, taking have a support group in general. Yeah, just have one in figure general. Out, like figure out who. Again, this is just going back to like when you're doing things that don't really have value. Figure out who in your phone is reliable. Mm-hmm. Has common sense. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say it's reason. I was trying to say it's reasonable. So figure out who in your phone is reliable, is reasonable, and who cares about you enough to one be. Critic, uh, yeah, critical and you know, encouraging because mm-hmm. I tell you, it's, it's taking a lot of that, you know, just to remember it's like the silver lining. All right, don't play the victim in this moment. You, you re- realize A, B, and C, you got all this going, and other people don't. So, have somebody in your corner like that to, to help you deal with whatever your issue is. My issue was, you know, not being on my own and, and depending on other people. And and honestly, other or you know, being on my own is not even a solution or um, an option right now. So that was my thing, and just figuring out what your thing is, figuring out what it is about the pandemic has rattled you and and caused so much anxiety in your life, and then work towards. Because I will tell you, like once you figure out your first solution, that is not your last solution. This is a constant battle uh, because every single day you have to make the decision to be like. You are okay. <laughs> we in the middle of Dorona and things are not going to be normal. And you need to figure out whenever we get back to what society thinks is normal, how you are going to progress and move forward in your own life. Right. Absolutely. And if all those fails, if you didn't take any of the advice that Jim or I have given you at all, there's always good old, good old fashioned herbal supplements and I, I just mean weed 
And then there's a ton of <laughs> alcohol that I'm pretty sure that you're all partaking in anyway. And you can go full on heathen and you can just indulge in sexual acts. Because you're loose and easy. No. <laughs> because sometimes don't nothing really ease the tension then. Then. Never mind. I encourage <laughs> people to go out. And just bug everybody till they find their soulmate. It's like, are you my soulmate? No. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that. No, I understand. This has been interesting and proud of myself for not crying about being all vulnerable and stuff. But I felt like it was important to, you know, be human. Um and just admit it. Uh, all the things that I probably had been ashamed to say to a large crowd. So, yeah, welcome back to the mixtape. We are hoping to bring a lot more value this time rather than just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. But um, also just thinking about what it is that we are overcoming on a daily basis mm-hmm. and that we know, you know, people close to us or people like us who would also... Um, find value in that kind of thing absolutely and i mean at the end of the day we're going to be our authentic selves in any situation and especially with any of the recordings that we give because at the end of the day we're all real all us all the time pow like i plug that in uh but yeah um that's just that's just who we are and we're hoping to add value to your lives and things that you listen to constantly. And we're hoping to continue to be in your rotation for things to listen to, whether it be a good laugh or whether it be a different perspective on things, everything like that. Like that's we're hoping to continue to be and hoping to continue to strive for. Right. Now, if you would like to share, you know, um, maybe your difficulty that you faced during the pandemic or, Maybe a takeaway that you've had during this time. You can uh, do so via our DMs on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the Mixtape Pod on Twitter and the Mixtape Podcast on Instagram. Um, It's just the two of us, but we definitely check the DMs. And so we'd like to hear from you uh, if there's anything that you would like to share. And if this episode has been one hilarious to you. And two, valuable, uh, please feel free to share it with a friend um, because, again, it could help them out just because you don't know what's going on. They might need, you know, just a little nudge uh, to be honest about what they're feeling and things like that. We wanted y'all to know that we're dedicated to giving y'all, you know, quality content with uh, research backing. Lord, never. Would. I hate grad school. That has done that to me. I just want to come over here and talk shit. Now, all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, yes, all of these articles that will benefit your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mixtape Podcast, where we are all real. All us. All the time.